Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of 40K Radio. I'm your host, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Amy. Hello. And JF. Hey. And today we'll be taking a look at Codex World Leaders, the latest Codex for 40K, as well as Arcs of Omen, Angron, and a little look at Soul Shackle. But, as always, we like to talk about what we've been doing hobby-wise first. Um, we'll start with Jeff today. Hi. What, what non-secret yeah, no. things have you been doing? Tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I mean, I've made no secret that I'm doing tanks for, uh, for the for 40K friendly. Um, that's it. I finished assembling... <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I posted some images of one of my tanks, my Rogal Dorn. Uh, I'm following that up with uh, a, a few Lamanruses, which is what I've been assembling. I've got, I got a Wyvern coming and a Death Strike missile, and but I've also been kind of forced because of points to include not a tank, and so I I built a Sentinel, and it's great. It's my favorite thing ever because <laughs> it's drunk. The, uh, I'm going for a rather weird theme for my army where every tank has its own individual thematic based on the personality of the driver. And I I had a barrel running, <laughs> running loose <laughs> for another project that I didn't finish. And I decided, well, this Sentinel driver is drunk driving. <laughs> and everything, everything fell into place from that moment on and it was great i love that model and I, I don't want to reveal much detail because i want to finish painting it first otherwise the rest is secret how about you amy so as of uh, as of this recording uh six weeks from today is when we arrive in chicago for adapticon and um so this is traditionally the point at which i say you know what guys next year is going to be different I'm not, I'm not, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be scraping bare plastic, um, with a hobby knife six weeks out. I'm, it's going to be different next year. You guys, I swear it's going to be good. It's not going to be like this again. It will. I know it's fine. Everything's fine. Slap chop will save me. <laughs> It'll all be fine. Uh, I mean, listen, I am. Uh-huh. I am painting. I'm assembling my friendly army <laughs> six weeks out, so clearly yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, but how many models do you have to paint, Jeff? Uh, seven. Amy, how many do you have to paint? More than seven, because it's orcs. <laughs> it's orcs. I did have... So, um, the theme for the friendly this year is uh, uh, Top Gun. Right. And so everybody has to bring a flyer. So that's great. Very excited about that. And then um, so there was one person who's bringing some things that are expressly uh, anti flyer. Right. Which I mean, on, from a competitive standpoint, if you know there's going to be flyers, that's a smart thing. From a friendly standpoint, it is less friendly. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I had I'd not paid attention to this at all and was therefore unaware of even I'm like, I don't even know what orc anti aircraft is. And so I did some Googling because I do not pay attention. And so the best part about this is that I do have Storm Boys in my army. And Storm Boys will be able to charge an aircraft. And now you have to go look up the melee stats for your aircraft because it's about to get messy. (laughs) And I'm very excited about that. From a thematic point of view and being able to look at someone across and say, I'm charging your airplane. Not from a, I'm going to win. Yeah. You're going to what? Yeah. That's happening. Um, How about you, Matt? So I was putting together some world eaters. Games Workshop was kind enough to send us um, some samples, Um, but I'm waiting for... Angron. You did do Angron. Yes. (laughs) Some people saw it. If you look on the Warhammer community page, you may see it. (laughs) I'm like trying to remember. What did I do? I guess I just did tanks. (laughs) I painted a whole Primark. Anyways, go on. Uh, 
take a look at the Warhammer community page and see JF's fantastic alternate color scheme and ground. It's uh, not alternate. It's original. That's true. Color scheme. The OG. Angron the OG. Classic. It's it's not. Like, I realize that Angron never really wore those colors. He used to be dressed in gold, like some kind of imperial fist. Oh, I, I went there. What <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm what I'm waiting for the the combat patrol to come out, right? Because that's got like twenty berserkers in it, and yeah. another guy on a juggernaut. So that's like a perfect complement to what we have to do in army. Mm-hmm. So instead I've been, been putting together squigs because the yes. gloom squig gets book just came out. And as I mentioned, I got caught up in the whirlwind of battle forces at Christmas time and bought the squiggle Lanch battle force. You both got squiggle Lanches and I didn't. Now I am having major FOMO. This is not cool. <laughs> I can't be the only one without a squiggle Lanch. Ignore I mean, the fact look. that there are several thousand points worth of squigs in my pile of shame. Ignore that. <laughs> it's not all in one box. You'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> I was I wanted to say, oh, well, maybe you can get one at Adepticon. There's sure to be someone selling something. It's like, nah, it's true. You you have you have enough. So You're good. You know, squishy it's fine. But um so I'm I'm trying to put together an entire just army of all squigs, which you can do. And um, and then uh, I think I have enough trolls to do an all troll army too. I I have both of these things also, but the moment you mentioned trolls after squig, I went maybe if I get a big squig and make him ride, be ridden by a troll. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Actually, a fun yeah. conversion. Mm-hmm. I have one of the the Forge World colossal squigs that I put together too. Um, Ooh. It's yeah. big. I have a troll hag. You do have a troll Ooh. hag. Oh, I gotta get. She is. Those. It is the nakedest model I've ever gotten <laughs> from Games Workshop. Va va voom. But I mean, I'm sure the armies will be horrible. But I just want to have all squigs and just bounce around. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I've been working on, I've been trying to, you know, I have some other miniatures for other games. I've just been trying to finish up like, you know, just small squads to get them, knock them out and get them out of the way before hobby new year comes up and I have to pick new projects to start. Yeah. So recently we had LVO with another fantastic preview. Um, do you know anyone who went to LVO? I did. I didn't play. I didn't oh. play Games Workshop stuff though, so I didn't want to mention it. Okay. Well, I cheated on. I cheated on Games Workshop with Marvel Crisis Protocol. There's enough love to go around. No, are you kidding sure. me? One of the most exciting things for me about this Adepticon is I want to play the new. Oh, Shatterpoint, uh, Star, right? Yeah, the new Star Wars, the larger scale. And the reason that this is exciting to me does actually run, have some GW roots because it's a different scale, right? It is not yeah. 32 mil. They're bigger. I forget what they are. Um, but they're whatever the the Inquisition used to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we could bring that back. Like, let's, you know, come they're on. 54 mils? They're not that big, are they? I don't think they're 50. Okay, so maybe they're not as big, but they're big. The Inquisitor of Figs were massive. And okay, metal. so I think these are. Crazy. These are. I don't know. Are they 45? in the 40s somewhere? I think they might be. Yeah. 45, 48, something like that. But they're bigger, and it's like character models not squads in that way that marvel crisis protocol is and there's room for that in the gw world and so i want these games to do well yeah i made sure i had a day off at adepticon to make sure that i could give that a try Mm -hmm. but las vegas open was great um a lot of very cool armies you know they take pictures of them and post them up on 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 the web page and stuff, so you can you can see them there. But there's definitely a lot of and not not the not Adeptcon level, but very nice. Sure. Things. I mean, I mean Adeptcon's where you go out, right? Yeah, yeah. Not biased at all. <laughs> um, and in the preview we saw, I know a lot of people in my local area are excited for the new uh, new Seraphon. 
Those goofy ass mounts. They're real good. They're excellent. It, it could just be the year of the lizard. Like, let's go. <laughs> Seraphon and Exodites. There you go. That's all we need, right? Yeah. I I have a different theory for a future art for what the next or a soon to be army is gonna be, and but we'll talk about it later. I'm excited for your theories. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> you think know, like it's just another Lost Space Marine we'll, chapter? We'll see. No, it's, 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 I'll chalk this one up to, if, 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 if I'm right, I'm glad I'm right, but not because I'm going to be collecting them. But let, let's mm. move on. Like, we'll, we'll get to yeah. it. Well, it, it's, a, it's an inevitable subject. So speaking of Space Marines, we once again are getting more different types of Space Marines. Um, Primaris, essentially Devastators, and and mm-hmm. a Dreadnought that likes close combat. In a box, no yeah, less. Yeah, a big big Strike Force box, which looks like a good strike way to... Strike Force uh, Arugula? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> On the Agar Worlds. I remember what their name is, but you know. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, as always, theorizing this is pushing out what, what are now known as Firstborn Marines, right? Because now you get the heavy weapons guys. But... I'm, I mean, you made the immediate comparison, like, oh, this is Devastators, but they're not. No, like, they're definitely not. They, they, they have different weapons. Um, well, more importantly, this is a bunch of indirect fire Space Marines. Yeah. I do not like this. Indirect fire is such a weird thing in 40K, because it, it always seems to be either on the side of too strong or useless right it's always always mm-hmm. seems to have been one or the other and i mean i get that space marines you know they had their support weapons and stuff but space i mean devastators have to have one of sight to the enemy right well, it, it just seems to me that you give them but i don't think they have a single devastators have a single weapon that is a no line of sight weapon yeah that's what i mean as i'm saying like it it, it feels and I'm sure it's, they'll make up some fluff for it, but it indirect fire on space marines feels against these, almost against the space marine aesthetic in a way to me. Um, um, I mean, they have a couple of tanks that do it, right? Yeah, but you don't. But your your space marines are they're usually you know up front or in in line of sight of the enemy, getting close. Um, yeah. I, one one of the feelings I have is that it it gets to the point with Space Marines. What what's worrying to me is not necessarily like a power level thing because the Games Workshops have been better and better at adjusting that on the fly. Yeah. yeah. But mostly, if you have an army that has absolutely everything from a thematic standpoint, like it used to be that oh, Space Marines don't have uh, they don't have hover tanks now they do. Um, they didn't have indirect fire on the infantry. Now they do. Like, eventually, it makes the army not more interesting, but rather more bland. It's just this is mm. the catch-all army. It's it, yeah. it has everything, and when it has everything, it loses character. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, I know. Right, Space Marines is the easiest to get. Everybody, right? Everybody has some Space Marines. But you're right. I don't want that... them, and I have them. Like it, they just show up. They <laughs> well, appear as if from nowhere. Yeah, and, yeah and... even before doing content that like involves Games Workshop and getting samples, like we tend to do here, mm-hmm. I would still end up with Space Marine things. Yeah. And and just because, but just because everybody has them, like you were saying, right, doesn't mean they have to have access to everything. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, but now, what's going to be interesting, like, sorry, sorry, pick you off. No, um, but what, what's, what is going to be interesting about this is that we're, we're seeing the release of new off codex units yes. and we are going to discover how, how is games workshop going to be handling the distribution of rules for these right. 
are we is this is this a, a preview to a new codex is this a preview to a new edition is like where where does that go how could i mean i have my own wish like i and i i think i speak for a lot of people in the community in saying that i would rather see this as a first example or even maybe a test on games workshop's part of what can we do putting out new units without necessarily putting out a new codex how do we how do we make these rules available outside of of our standard way of doing things? Or I I kind of think that for Space Marines there's almost enough to warrant the second codex. Like I mean it's been a while mm-hmm. since the Space Marine codex came out. Um, they did it in eighth edition. Um, Space Marines and Chaos Space Marines each had two. Um, for the love, though, GW, put a number on it, please. Yeah. It's just, it's a nightmare. Um, but, it, like, because I, I'm, it's not that I have a problem with getting a new codex, because that's fine. Like, going through the cycle again as armies get updated is okay. It's, I don't want to start from scratch again. I I honestly don't know that I want to do a cycle of codexes again, because as as I keep saying, like every time I have to pay for a codex, I am not buying models, and I would much rather buy models. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I mean you know that's the big rumor now, right? Is is after this, Arkazoma thing is over, tenth edition, and I mean that would follow their suit from several editions past if we got a new Space Marine Codex right before our edition switched over, right? Um, I'm hoping we're not, right? Because we've got these guys coming out and also, you know, Vashro, which is going to be a big release. That's going to be big, you know, for a lot of people. A lot of people want and are excited for that model. Um, how are they going to do the rules for him, right? Because yeah. the explicit thing with Arx Roman is these are rules for to play boarding actions, the rules right. in here aren't supposed to be related to your games of 40k. Right. It that's the thing. Like, it's going to be interesting. I I honestly would rather they go from Arcs of Omen into another campaign of the same yeah. style and yeah. new I armies. Agree. That and if and as I said, like if they want to reprint codexes with updated things, fine. But I do not. I really don't want this to be. I don't want this to be something that's mandatory. Like you, I don't no. want it to be. You need this codex to buy a new codex to keep playing. Here's, I mean, what I would like to see is you know in the Strike Force box or these individual individual units when they come out, just like the codexes have a code in them, you can put in a code into the app <gasps> that gets you their rules. Yeah, that's honestly if that could be easily how they move forward with all this stuff like when you buy the model you get the rules by just entering the the code in there and Mm. codexes have all the rules but are mostly focused on getting you like the fluff and the fun fun images and all that I, th- I think you've cracked it. <laughs> I, well, I saw the, the, the GW. Only, the only problem with it, the only problem with it is if you are trying to list build and you're like, all right, so let's look at what these guys do. Oh, I don't know. I don't have any. Because that is kind of the. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the way it is now, though, right? If you, if you don't have any Eldar, you have to go find online somebody that, you know, somebody that's posted the rules so you can see what they do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and that that goes down to like something I was actually having this conversation over the weekend with my brother and no nothing has sold to me more games workshop models than Army Builder when that was a software yeah. people use. Mm-hmm. Because there is something that is extremely good marketing when it comes to selling figs. Nothing beats sitting down and making full fantasy lists. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because a fantasy list is also a shopping list. Mm-hmm. So if I can sit down and go, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if I made an army that follows this theme and has these rules and these models? Well, from that point on, like it's especially if they allow us to do it inside the app, 
being able to like they could add a button that just you just click and says i want to buy these models yeah add to shopping cart but yeah it's or even a list like they do in the paint app you know what i mean you're like yeah all right so i need i have this i need this this and this put on the list great oh i can see my list on the website great fantastic They're so close. They're so they're, close they're, to getting it very on the right. Precipice, right, like right there. <laughs> Come on, guys. And um, of course, no streaming box that would be complete without a new lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple build options this time, so yay. He's the he's the lieutenant to end all lieutenants. Yeah. And um, he's, he's also the lieutenant that looks the closest to um, to the dude from uh, from Space Marine Two. Yeah, video yeah, game. for sure. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Maybe it is, but it's a good one. And mm. the Brutalis Dreadnought, which I thought that was interesting too. Here's all your all your indirect fire guys in, in a Dreadnought that wants to be right in somebody's face. That's uh, good. It's backwards. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I've admitted this on the podcast, and I'll admit it here again. Uh, a close combat uh, dreadnought for the Primaris is something that I had somehow assumed was already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, right. yeah, yeah, sure, of course. There Obviously, is. There, I, I mean, it's not because I haven't seen it and I haven't built one that it doesn't exist. It's just I don't pay attention to Space Marines, so. Clearly, it's a thing, and um, yeah, people have it. And I'll probably see it at a convention someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I guess I will. But yeah. And speaking of Vashtor, the first way to get him will be the Wrath of the Soul Forge King box set. You can nice. I, I I like that you can move the words around in any order you like, and it's still good. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do admit that I I did I did get sort of um I was not as excited about Angron as I would have been because I did forget that he did stand between me and Vashtor at this point. And so I was like they're like Arcs of Omen, Angron, and look it's look at this angry stompy boy and I was like ah, fine. Yeah, F that guy. <laughs> I did build him and he's beautiful. So it's true. Such, did such a nice build. Build. he's huge. But he's no I so hate. I, I I did a video about uh, about Angron uh, for the Warhammer Workshop channel, and my impressions about building him. And I really hate to admit how much fun he is to put together. He's pretty fun. He is. And my the, my takeaway from that is essentially, well, I have a Mortarion, and if Mortarion is half as much fun to assemble and paint as Angron was, I'm going to be super happy. Because I don't care about Angron. <laughs> I've really told you about don't. I've told you about my buddy's um, uh, Mortarion, right? So he has a Mortarion, um, but it's actually um oh god right out of my head what's his name from um age of sigmar uh, nagash nagash yeah so it's actually nagash who has stolen mortarian's uh sickle as mortarian is sinking into like the swirling void on the base it is oh, like cool. the most expensive conversion it's so stupid but it's amazing it's it's one of the things like with the Angron model, if we want to talk about it for two seconds. Yeah, one of the things I I hated not having more time to spend with the model because I was I had to paint it for a certain date. Um I wanted to do a conversion where he is basically having the plates of armor attached to him with tendrils and stuff because yeah. he is sculpted in a way that a lot of the pieces under his armor are sculpted and there are plugs mm. and it looks very cool and i didn't get the opportunity to do that but yeah like it's 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 a great model it's frustrating <laughs> i'm angry about it <laughs> that was his plan all along yeah angron <laughs> won he made me angry about the model and, and you know there's 
I mean, we're playing an army scale game with lots of lots of troops, and it's just you know when you it's almost like a break, right, to get to put together and paint a model like Angron or um, Mortarion or something like that, right? Yeah, like just a nice change. Yeah, no, pace. absolutely. Yeah, I've 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 been painting a lot of big models. I'm it's I'm weirdly eager to get back into infantry. <laughs> um so the <clears throat> Wrath of the Soul Forge King, Vashtor and some uh some mechanical beasties for the chaos side, some obliterators and a um I forget what they're Venom Crawler. Yes, Venom Crawler and some cultists, and then a stalwart force of dark angels um with some Terminators, Azrael. some Primaris guys in Azrael. I'm um, pretty psyched. This is going to round out my Demon Engine army mm. pretty nicely. I mean, I still have um, Eldritch Storm, yeah. I think it was mm-hmm. called, and yeah. I, nev- I never did anything with that box, even though I really wanted to do something with the Eldar. And now I, the Eldar are completely going to be put aside in favor of maybe having a look at those, uh, that's look chaos at that. force. Look at what's happening. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's my corrupting influence, finally. I'm, you, I'm glad you, they made... You've done it. That is, <laughs> like, free models. Yeah. And I'm glad they made the smart choice with the box and, and gave them some... Because, right, obliterators, you can't really... They're not sold separately still, I don't think. I think they're uh, still no. just in that box with a Venom Crawler. Well, it's because they're yeah. all, like, on a mixed sprue, Yeah, it's, right? a, it's a sprue of that's a Venom Crawler and two obliterators, I think. That's the sprue. Here, here's the thing. Like, I, I hope Games Workshop learned from that and mm. are being more careful with how they spread sprues in, on these, in these boxes now. Because they've been doing that forever, though, for a long time. I know, like... but from a marketing standpoint, oh, for sure. that is... This is like a bad place to be in. Yeah. Yes, especially if you know, with with Vashtor coming out, right? If you want to run a bunch of uh, demon engines, you're going to need a lot of these guys. And so, the um, that box is currently online only. So maybe they'll fix Ooh, okay. it at some point. But a uh, second Venom Crawler sculpt would be all right. Sorry, I'm just going to dream because I feel I feel the dark mechanicum slipping through my fingers a little bit and yeah, so and we'll I will I'll soon explain why. <laughs> I I will I will accept just some real good demon engine stuff if I have to. And, and I thought that's what they were going to do when they released that that last box set is there was going to, you know, you had the guys the obliterators and the venom crawler in there. And then there would be like a separate box set with maybe different sculpts. Yeah. Um, but and of course, as part of the uh, the fluff for this, right? Azrael has become a primary Marine, just like a lot of the other characters have, except for any of the ones I like. So, <laughs> of course. Well, I'll teach you to like Space Marines. <laughs> yeah, that, I just like the Crimson Fist. That's all. But poor Pedro. Um. Anyway. Uh, and we're getting very close. I would not be surprised if at Adepticon we get the preview for whatever that secretive book four is. So for Xenos. Yeah. So um not sure if you've been following around following along with the Emperor's Tarot, uh, but they made a pretty good hint as to what that Xenos might be. I, I did I've I'm like way behind on yeah. So is this your... Okay, so we're combining two things here. There's the Emperor's Tarot and one of those silhouettes from for upcoming model. Mm -hmm. I'll let Amy take it away from here. Well, I'll start. I'll 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 let you because you know all the all the actual names, sort of, or at least you say them with more confidence than I do. (laughs) But um, was it last week's Tarot or the week before? I forget. But it was the Young Warrior. Um, and so it's this whole thing and it's this, this dude with a horse and the horse, which they zoom in on, has a piece of armor that very clearly has the Tau icon on it. And I went, well, that's not subtle. No, no, that (laughs) lacks subtlety. And they do mention like a a new, basically they're saying like, oh, this new race, (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, are they going to be our savior or drown in the blood of the galaxy or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the much cooler speeches, because I do love those videos. Like, the music so is on good. point. The narration's super good. Like, everything about that is dope. But it's clearly a Tao icon. That I'm not, I don't think they make any secret of it. And that's fine. It's fine. It's all cool. Um, but also, we... To be more clear, we do we did get that uh, silhouette of a what looked like a Tau crisis suit, um, very possibly, very likely, and probably unsurprisingly, a new fig for uh, Commander Farsight of the Farsight Enclave. So we that might be what we're seeing here maybe that last one is uh the last book of um what's it called of, of arcs, of arcs of omen is going to be arcs of omen uh farsight because they're all named after a character right right now hmm. now the tau would definitely qualify as something that gives vashtor an awful lot of power because he feeds off the energy of of technology in the galaxy, which is, yes. you know, that's their jam. Yes. But here's the thing. Like, and like, we can jump to a lot of fun little conclusions. But here's the thing about uh, Farsight is very different, very a splinter group of, of the Tau Empire. Not necessarily on good terms. Uh, sure. Arcs of Omen so far, it's uh, it's Abaddon, it's Angron, it's Vashtor, it's all these guys are are chaos. Uh, mm -hmm. Then suddenly, like the fourth one would not be chaos, or is part of the fluff that maybe Farsight did get that blade of his, um, and it is not a good blade; mm -hmm. it is an evil blade, like. Demon swords are a big deal in 40k, and maybe this is a maybe this is a Vashtor uh, sword, like forged sword, and maybe there's a bit of maybe that this is where we're getting to learn that uh, Farsight was basically Chaos Tau all along. Man, I don't all right, know. I get. I'm not willing to, I don't know if I'm willing to trade my Dark Mechanicum for Chaos Tau, but you make a compelling argument. I'm not saying that's definitely it. I'm just saying, no, like, but... let's keep an open mind. Yeah. Let's keep an open mm -hmm. mind, and if it happens, let's uh, let's say, wow, JF, you were right. Wow. I mean, this <laughs> is your job. Your job is to... Oh, I've been so consistently wrong recently. Call forth... <laughs> no, but you've, you've had to call forth the wild... Um, yeah, the wild, wild speculation. Predictions. Yeah, that's important. Like... I, I'm fairly confident it's going to be Farsight. What having Farsight in there means is is going to be a different thing, though. Sure. You're like the meme of the guy from the History Channel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, Chaos Tau. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But maybe not Chaos Tau, but like something in between. Yeah, sure, but sure. Yeah, it, it, it would be interesting. Because the Tau are kind of warp neutral. Yeah, and, and he doesn't... Vash doesn't really care, seem to care about... Warp presence like the other chaos gods do, right? Yeah, so maybe it's just like he's not like, oh, the tower corrupted by Vashtor. But that's that's another thing that we've haven't really discussed, uh, is Vashtor doesn't have like he doesn't have his own demons. Doesn't have his own well, foot troops. It, so, I mean the lore behind it is that all of these demon engines regardless of what god they are fighting for, do also heed Vashtor because he is the one that gave them their power. Right. Yes. So but, there's like a bit of it. But that's those are demon engines. Those are, those are not foot that's troops. That's true. No, they're not. Having a bunch of tech-hungry, making a deal with a bunch of tech-hungry Xenos that are trying to carve their own way into the galaxy against their own empire and against all the other empires in the galaxy. And Chaos Tau could make for a good uh, foot troops for, uh, for Vashtor. I'm just saying. 
Yeah, I'm just getting ahead of myself. No, I love it. No, it definitely, you know, like with the preview and the and the Terran stuff, definitely could that could be it. Um or it could be they're the right, all these stories tend to have a savior in them, right? Somebody yeah. who who comes out against whoever the whatever the chaos baddie is and either dies or or defeats them. Maybe that's Fireside's role in this. I hope he dies. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a I'm big not a fan. fan of um, well, it's it's because like originally like you have the Tau come out and wow the Tau they're all about range. Well, except this one guy. <laughs> it, it felt like just it, it, almost like an apologetic insert to the Tau Codex for people who don't <laughs> like range. And he like and like the towel that you take in the army with them aren't that much better, so he like tricks them into fighting. Like, no, you guys are good at it. Yeah, use your fists. Um, our fists aren't good. Believe in yourself. And, yeah. <laughs> and the orcs are like, no, trust us, it's good. You just need a sword like mine. That's all. But there are no other swords like yours. Bah, undue concerns. Details. It's anyways. <laughs> it's just I, I, I feel like they would have been cooler if. The far side enclave also had close combat tech. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, oh yeah. Our all our uh, all our crisis suit have these Oniger gauntlets that right. you have to pay extra on plasma blades and something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plasma blades would be amazing for Tal. Like just on the visual of it, would be great. But no. <laughs> <laughs> GF doesn't get plasma blades on his Tal. GF just gets plasma cannons. <laughs> um yeah it'll be interesting to see what comes in the in the conclusion of arcs of omen um maybe we'll get both maybe we'll get mechanic dark mechanicus and chaos tau or evil tau i mean look here's the thing right we 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 all hate the idea of a 10th edition we would rather get new armies and there are so many options for new armies, I don't even see why they would bother with a 10th edition. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and well, then remember... we predicted Rod, like, four times in the last two months. <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, no, I've... But that's the thing, like, I... I feel that I know what the next army is. It is not Rod. It is not Chaos Tau. It's... It's the worst. <laughs> it is the right. worst. No, it's, it's not it's great. Not the- but it's not uh, and, I mean, you know, Ar- remember, Ark Zoman is just, it's fluff and boarding action stuff, right? So it's not going to yeah. be, whatever they reveal won't may ha- won't be a 40k army, because that would have to be a separate separate thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll get but, it. But, alright, we'll I'm ready to hear, it. I'm ready to hear your theory. Well, it depends. Like, uh, so our... it's tied into the, it's tied into the kill team box. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so, so the... Newest kill team box, um, which should be up for pre-order by the time you hear this, is Soul Shackle, featuring Dark Eldar and the Adeptus Arbides. Actually, so the only reason I want to say it is because they just did a video of, like, how to pronounce all this stuff, and Arbides, I guess, is the correct pronunciation. I need my insulin for my Arbides. Yeah. 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 Um... And uh, so I am going to Warhammer World later on in the year, and I need to bring Kill Team Squad, and I think the RBDs are going to be the squad I'm going to paint up and bring. I'm very have... disappointed that my prediction that it would just be one dude and nine dogs didn't come true. However, the dog <laughs> is the bestest boy. He is Always, the best. though. And Always. in the Kill Team game... He can actually apprehend somebody. Basically, he latches onto yes. their leg. They take mortal wounds, and they can't run away. It is very good. It is very thematic and very awesome. I loved the in the preview talking about the RBDs because it, it's like, all right, listen. So um, these are the police for the Inquisition, and they're here to apprehend you and bring you back alive for the Inquisition to deal with. Now, they, there are, of course various definitions of alive yeah and since you know you're going into the inquisition you may not want to be yeah alive you maybe when... maybe that's not a great option for you in the first place alive <laughs> um but i i really i like these models i i used to have in our squad back when they were the old very close to judge dread guys 
Um, yeah. And these guys, you know, they, they just, because of all the ornamentation they've added, they just feel very much more 40K. Yeah. You still have a little bit of the, like, I mean, For sure. the inspiration remains. Like, oh, yes, yeah. Of course. A lot more ornamentation now, though. Yeah. 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 So, did you take a look at the um, transfer sheet for those guys? I did not look at the transfer sheet. <laughs> I. Oh, I. Um, all right. I don't I'm, know if you have him handy. I don't because I haven't done it yet. I'm gonna put the link in uh, some of chat of ours so that you can see because it is. Uh, it's good. It's yeah. Good. It, I have. Once you've taken the look, I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. And the first, oh, the it? first question is, how cool are these uh, dude outlines? There are the dude outlines are amazing, and the fact that there is one where his head has been removed, <laughs> yes. and there is a separate one, um, is incredible. Yes, everything yeah. about that is great. I was gonna use another. More colloquial expression. I won't. This is a family show. <laughs> All right. Looking. But looking. very great. So oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And... Yeah. I need, so... I need like a lot of just that section. <laughs> it's so good. Right. It's so dumb. So we, we get a lot of um this is first of all it's great that they get uh they get a a transfer sheet to begin with it's rare that we yeah. get a transfer yeah. sheet for like the, the the navy breachers didn't get a transfer sheet true now what's great is you have those uh, those chalk outlines and you have a lot of you'll have a lot of numbers a lot of squad numbers you have nine different squad numbers that you can oh, apply yeah. yeah and for three different precincts for, for three different precincts, yeah. and all these numbers are in two sizes. One of these sizes, far too large for standard infantry. More mm -hmm. like for a vehicle. Right? what is even more bizarre is the very large, shall we say, vehicle-sized yeah. Yeah. iconography all over this transfer sheet for clearly and specifically the Arbitess, not the Inquisition. Like, it's got yeah. the little scales everywhere and the little fist. Why? <laughs> Why would something that could technically be just a one-off kill team have all of this? Well, because it'll be in 40k as a full army soon, right? Or as part of an army. So that's our that's our that's back your, and yeah. forth that JF and I have had yeah, today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it is possible that they're just future-proofing, but again... Why not with the Navy? Yeah. Well, and I, so, I mean, we've, we've had Inquisitor codices in the past, right? But they haven't really right. been a full codex. And the one thing a codex needs is troops. Right. Right. So I see where mm -hmm. you're going. Like this, it's a, it's codex, you know, Ornos, everybody together. And these are like a, one of the troop probably one of the biggest troop choices you could possibly take. Yeah. But usually armies have a transfer sheet. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, I mean, maybe it is a transfer sheet that's for the Inquisition, but like mostly centering on Arbitest. Or maybe it's just plain arbitus. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a transfer sheet with like a lot of big icons. Yeah. And again, so like nine units worth of squad markings. I'm just saying, like we're so, we're in a weird place. So, I mean, the, the end of the article does say these two squads can be using games of Warhammer 40,000. Um, they did put as usual, but I'll skip that because you can't use the breachers. Um, yeah. Expect you more can. info they closer to their... In you wouldn't want to. Right. Expect more info closer to their individual release. So, I mean, it... I don't know what... 
yeah, I guess I don't know what army you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to take a bunch of squads of these guys instead of whatever I have. Um, so, I guess, yeah. Okay, so may, maybe not the next army, because we know that the transition of things from uh, from for, uh, a kill team to 40k isn't necessarily always very quick. Mm. But man, that is a very weird transfer sheet. I mean, if if I can take like three fast attack squads of ten RVR Cybermastiffs, I mean, I'm probably okay with that. Uh, now you're selling me on. Oh it. man, Adeptus. You're selling Boys. me on an army that probably won't exist because I'm predicting it. And all your all your characters just like uh, Space Wolves used to be able to take like their wolf companion. You could have Cybermastiff companions. Adeptus Good Boys, I would play. That'd be. Oh, I would, yeah, I it's would all good have boys. a look at the depth of Nothing but. But the, the thing <laughs> is, like, look at some of the armies that we have right now um, yeah. that, we, that we can play thematically. Like, what a great campaign Adeptus Arbitus versus Gene Steeler Cult Uprising would be. Mm. And you know what? I, I, I see these guys as perfect to do a 500 point army for boarding actions, right? Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe they're getting a. Um, uh, whatever a they call boarding them. patrol yeah. box. Is that what they call them? Boarding, right? boarding like patrol box? I think that's what it is. Something like that. <clears throat> hmm. But I mean, that could be interesting if that's what they were thinking, right? Future. I do. Now that you've said the sure. thing about a campaign against the gene stealers, I do just want to harken back to that box that had the custards and the gene stealers and remember that there were gene stealers on Terra. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, remember sure. when that happened, guys? Yeah, like one of the biggest, one of the biggest changes in the in the fluff, one of the biggest in evolution in the fluff, and everyone went, "That's fine." One one of those <laughs> one of those things that they plant that's like we'll get to this we'll get plot there. string in twenty twenty six. That's fine. I'm just I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Remember, there's Gene Steelers on Terra. That's all. It's fine. It'll be fine. Not a big deal. What could go wrong? I mean, they're not solely taking over the entire population or anything. It's fine. Don't worry about it. No, not spreading like a disease. Uh, it's fine. They're not to the point where the hybrids look just like regular humans now. No, no. they're fine. No. Um. <laughs> I want that to be the death of the Imperium. Right. It's like, oh, oh, it turns out uh, everybody is uh, connected to the hive mind now. Um, and if you're not, well, you're just dead. Hmm. So yeah, anyway, that's that's my theory. And for once, I have some form of physical. Um, <laughs> so that back it up. Evidence, but like I've got something to back it up a little bit that you can point at and go, go, hmm. Ah, ah. I mean, I. Yeah. I would be a flat earther. Personally, <laughs> I would put together a 500 point army for born the actions of these guys. Yeah. Just because I think that'd be fun. But of course, as many bodies as possible. A four, a five hundred point boarding action box still doesn't account for vehicle. No, it definitely vehicles. does not, because there are no vehicles. Right. However, it brings us back to those also, really vehicle sized details. There's, there's also no place to put a truck outline either. That's true. So far, um, that's just a way to sell the plastic floor tiles, right? The it's the truck so outlines. Good. <laughs> It's I, so I like the idea that the Arbitas go into a freaking um, space hall <laughs> to the chalk outline. When they no, find a, a body, they put a chalk outline. Yes. No, it's a servo oh, yeah, skull. A oh. And that's all he's got is his little chalk thing. I need a servo skull holding a piece of chalk. <laughs> I was thinking maybe a sprayer, but even either one. Either one. Or just he's got two all hands good. of chalk and an eraser. <laughs> Oh, oh, I need God, to make one of those. All right, now I need uh, to find a servo skull so I can build that for this I, kill team. I have, I know that we have, like, I know there is a third-party uh, STL maker who has a whole set of bits to build servo skulls. Ooh. Various skulls and tendrils and arms and, yeah. All right, I will find that later. Yeah. Build your <laughs> own servo skull. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, also in this box, let's not forget that we do get some Drukari as well, a mm -hmm. raiding party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of them with a bird, whatever. <laughs> I mean, 
they're they're definitely the least exciting of the two forces in this box but i mean i'm into them but yeah to to be honest like if i had to pick one to play it would probably be the drew carry oh it's funny they are uh they're also very nice models and like you said one of them has a bird Mm -hmm. so i did see somebody say that that um, being Drukari, you know that that is like the snarkiest parrot in the galaxy. Right? Right? Just so <laughs> yes. Has nothing nice to say. No. To anyone. No. Um, and this is uh, this is the third Kill yes. Team box set. So if you've been collecting the Kill Team box sets, you definitely have the terrain to play boarding actions. So interestingly, also another thing that's coming is a terrain set that is basically one kill team boxes worth. And there's a box that has the special sprues from, Hmm. I want to say it was the last one, but now I'm not remembering. So I have um, to go look. I think it was the first one. The first one. Was it the little robots? No, the little robots. You're right. It is the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little robots. Or does it have both? It might have What's both. It? I'm clicking. It's loading. It's very slow. Do to do soul shackle. We know about that. That's great. All oh, they're they are putting out the, um, the crew, and the navy yes. breachers and Separately. the, the necrons. Okay, so there's kill zone Galadark, which is fifty four pieces of terrain, and then there's the kill zone upgrade shadow vaults, which so is so it would just be the second one then. Yeah, mm. it is the little robots. And that kind of stuff. Um, as well as the Into the Dark and Shadow Vaults books separately. And bases, if that's your jam. It's actually pretty good. Lots of Greeblies. The <clears throat> Killzone Galadark box, the terrain box, is an interesting release. To me, anyway. Um, I, I think guess... it's smart. Because if yeah. you do have a Kill Team box... And you want to do boarding actions. You don't necessarily want to buy the big box because you've already got one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is very smart. And they say that right in the, the description, right? If yeah. you already get a kill team box, you get this, you got enough for boarding actions, which is a, like a very smart mm-hmm. way to do it. Because that big box is $210, which is well, a lot it, if you've already got it. And as you know, as we've kind of talked about before, the progression of moving from kill team to yep. what is now boarding actions, right? It's just way easier with this box. Yes. And um, the Greeblies is also great, too, to, to add a little more flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the individual box sets and um, allowing you to expand your kill teams if you want. I don't know anybody that's plays kill team that's bought a second box of their guys, but... Um, no. If you want them just, I mean, like the the crew one is a great way to get crew for for forty k. If oh yeah, you know if you want to do that, and the Kazakhan, well, of course, will be a probably a big seller for all the uh, Imperial Guard armies out there. Yeah. The crew one can all be built as uh, crew warriors, so they're a yeah. really good replacement for the current kit too. Yeah, and, and um, I think that's you know one of the great things that have done with these boxes is. In Kill Team, right, you have all your different specialists, but if you want, you can build them just as regular yeah. troopers. Yeah. Which helps when you when you want to transfer over to 40k. Um, I don't see any reason anybody would ever buy the Necron one, but that's just me. Unless you didn't buy the box and you just want them, because you're a completionist with all of your robot boys. Yeah. Because yeah. those little but bots are cute. No, yeah, there's no... There's Special. no model that's specific to that box, though. Right. It's a Cryptek in some Oh, that's box, right. right. I guess if you wanted to, for some reason, get 15 Death Marks and 5 Immortals and 5 Cryptek's, you'd buy a bunch of boxes, but... Yeah. I guess, you know, I guess, no, I, I see what you're saying, though, right? If you didn't buy the box that has them in there, but you want to use that kill team because yeah. they have the book, too, right? So you get the book yeah. and then the kill yeah. team. But that seems to be like the most boring kill team in kill team. Because there's no specialists, right? That's the cool thing about kill yeah. teams, all the specialists. Right, is oops, all cool guys. 
Um, all right, so we did get a preview copy, quote-unquote, from Games Workshop of the World Eaters Codex, which comes out by the time you hear this, you should be able to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot to this codex. Um, I don't know if you guys flip through it, but it's it's very short, right? Well, what I did flip through, um, I didn't see anything that stood out from what is already uh, mentioned, was already mentioned in various previews and articles in the Warhammer community. Yeah, there's there's very few stratagems, very few relics. There, there's really, there's not a lot. Um, and if I'm understanding correctly, it's because, right, they all have Heretic Astartes, which are all your stratagems from the main Chaos Codex. Right. Right, so yeah. it's, it's almost... Like, it's almost like the Space Marine chapter. Yeah, but... exactly. It's just like those, right, where you get a couple things um, specific to your army, and... You get to use, you need the other codex and all the information in there for the stratagems. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing in this book, of course, is Angron, who is awesome and with uh, a very nice model and with the special rules, the blood tithe, you can keep bringing him back to life. Yeah. Which is, when I first looked at his rules, of course, right, that's the first thing I looked at when I was able to to see it, and I was like, oh, he's doesn't really have a way to survive, right? He doesn't, like, Mortaran, right? Or, you know, he doesn't have, like, the damage limitation per round or anything like that. He's got a lot of wounds and invuln save, but um, no other way to mitigate damage. Until you look at the Blood Tithe. So the way the Blood Tithe works, this is their special rule, is every time a unit dies, whether it's yours or your opponent's, you get a Blood Tithe point. And then you can spend those for lots of different upgrades for your army, and if you spend spend six blood tithe points, you can bring Angron. I did Angron back to life, and deep strike him on the board somewhere. Mm. I can't wait to get mad at an opponent for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> and so he ha- he does have to already be destroyed, right? You can It's not like you can summon him. Um, right. And he only comes back with with eight wounds. Um. And he comes back in your next movement phase. So he doesn't come back at full strength, but enough to be like. Especially a pain, if he's right? deep struck. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And, yeah, and the interesting thing about the, the blood tithe and the points is you can use these at the end of any phase you want, right? Oh, geez. So, yeah. okay, you killed Angron in my turn. I just wait to the end of your turn. Like, oh, he's back. And, then, yeah. and then he comes back in my movement phase. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And these actually are all pretty good buffs, right? These are army-wide buffs that just last for the whole game once you spend them, once you buy them, right? It's not like for the next turn, it's just... Which makes sense, right? Because it's, yeah. it's very much an army that... It's like the Juggernaut, right? Like, you don't want to let it get going. And in a, it is when a unit dies. You get extra if it was a character, or an extra if it was like a Titanic unit, if one or more of them dies. So it's not like, depending on the army you play... Right. right. There, there might there may be a lot coming in. There might not be much. Right. Um, but they get things like a five plus feel no pain. Right. They get better AP. All all the things you would expect that world leaders would get. Right. Better charge rolls. Um, right. And really is kind of flavor, uh, flavorful to the army. The right. The bloodier it gets, the more corn is right, favoring exactly. them. The better they're going to do. I kind of love it. Now, the interesting thing about the army I itself... I love the thematic of it. Yeah. Um, not eager to see it, to, to be hit by it, but whatever. Well, the thing about the army, too, though, is if you look at the army as a whole and the, limita- the limited things they can take, they don't really have a lot of heavy weapons outside of tanks, right? Yeah. yeah. And and possibly what Terminators could carry. So this definitely is a, in the, which I love, definitely a, I'm going to deploy, I'm going to run straight at you, and see how, how many guys get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, we're used to seeing lots of different sub-factions when you build an army. This codex only has two. Basically, you can play Angron and a bunch of, of um, demons, including the Exalted 8-bound, or the, in the 8-bound, 
or you just play regular world leaders, right? Yeah. And they all have their own um, stratagems. They each get about 10 stratagems and a couple warlord traits and a, like six relics that they can choose from, depending on which army you choose. They are specific to the, the sub-faction you take. Um, but what's interesting with this codex which this is the first time I've seen this, is there's no way to take extra warlord traits or relics. Oh. So you just get the one. Um, and, you know, we, they've talked before about making codexes simpler. I think if you look back at the, especially like, you know, the first one's the Space Marine Codex for ninth, and there's just so many different options, right? Um, but I think with this, some people are thinking maybe they're pulling a little too far back. I guess we'll see. I mean, it is a new army. Um, yeah. It'll probably get filled out a little bit more as time goes on. Of course, the winner for me is the Lord on Juggernaut. I'm yeah. disappointed I can't take a squad of guys on Juggernauts like the old days, but... Um, I do like that model a lot. Such a it model. is a cool model. Um, and as we mentioned before, they get their own specific cultists. Um but they they're pretty limited, you know, which makes sense, right? The the they're kind of all about getting up in your face. Um, the only fast attack option they have is a chaos spawn, and um, they get they do have all the tanks and all the different demon engines, which is nice. They have a Heldrake, I believe, too. And they can also take a Heldrake, which is nice. Um, which is nice. I wonder if they'll put out a new spawn. That would actually be kind of nice. Because the current Chaos Spawn is not terrific. No. No. No, it's not. Yeah, the I mean, that's another one of those models that really needs an update. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I would say overall, if you're looking for an army that's going to run into your opponent's face. and, uh, and I mean, just... it's not a lot of deep strategy, right? No, nope, <laughs> let's go. go I mean, forward. there... The the eight bound and, uh, and the exalted eight bound are neat because they can kind of deep strike, um, and of course you have terminators right who can also deep strike, so it gives you some some options to be a little little more cagey if you want. Um, but it's you know go forward hit things. Yeah, it's it's unless you're taking a bunch of land raiders, you're you're or predators, you're just getting right to the into the opponent's face. Um, I do like that the exalted eight bound guys they can take pairs of chain fists because all the violence. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and the crusade rules as always you know we don't we don't go into them but they're on point you want to kill stuff and collect skulls and corn likes that and you get better better stuff for your crusade when you do that that's very good a good codex on theme um, and if you really want to play chaos and like them and, and you know don't want to have to worry about buying too many different units this is probably the codex for you Plus, Angron's just a nice model. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Angron and Mortarion, which which I like better. I haven't put together Angron yet, so. I haven't put Mortarion together yet. <laughs> but soon. It's part of my New Year's resolutions. And along with that, we got, of course, Arcs of Omen Angron. And what this introduces to boarding actions is some more faction-specific stratagems and upgrades. So we're sort of, you know, the first one just had your basic stratagems. Now we're digging a little deeper. Every faction in the book gets about six or seven stratagems that they can use, and it covers almost every available army that's out there right now. Um, doesn't get too deep into the individual Space Marine chapters, which I don't really think they, they need to. Um, but everybody's represented and gives you some more options for rewarding actions to expand the game further, um, which just makes the game more interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Vash Tour book now. Yeah, um, I just don't... I don't want it to be like previous kill team Yes, that got bloated... And not fun. Like it's I know it's a balance, but oh. And of course, six brand new missions. Yeah. All themed very much like the previous book. Um, you know, 
check it, you get the jailbreak where you can break some guys that have been captured and, and rescue them or um, opening airlocks. All very thematic boarding action fun stuff. Have you guys got to play any boarding action games yet? No, no not yet. Been too busy and oh, my yeah. terrain's not finished. True, true. I'm, I'm wondering if they'll have some boarding action tables at Adepticon. I think so. I think they have I, to. I think they, right? they kind of have to. True. Mm. I could throw down. I could. I could. I'll definitely bring something that I can make a, uh, a boarding boarding action team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five hundred points, pretty easy. Yeah, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see if I have time to actually do anything with it, but I'll sure. have it. <laughs> um, and again, I have uh, I've seen some people actually at my local store playing some boarding action games, um, which is great. Um, and they actually like they still seem to be pretty quick, right? Which is great. It's a nice quick. Feels like it as long as it should be, right? Probably half an hour, hour long games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eager. I'm probably only gonna get to play Arcs of Omen once we're on like the third or fourth book. Mm. But I'm really looking forward to it. Like just this different way of playing and seeing how it fits with the the future campaigns because this opens a lot of doors to what they can do for now for the next campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in um. Like we said before, right? It's just a great stepping stone up into from kill team to, or even just to start with 40k, 500 points. Pretty easy to finagle terrain if, if you don't want to, you know, if somebody doesn't want to jump in and spend the money on the terrain right away. It's pretty easy to set something up that would at least work for the for the missions. Or if you're someone like me who only plays big 40k like once a year at a convention. Yeah. Like I can play a little 40k. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens in, in Vashtor, which should be coming very soon, and, and the secret redacted by Ordo Zeno's fourth book. Um, do you guys have anything else for the folks out there? No, I am good oh, for now. Go so. go check out my Angron on the community article, I guess, or better yet, go to uh, Warhammer Workshop on YouTube and check out the video I made for it. She can stand my voice for 20 minutes. <laughs> if they've listened this far into the episode, they probably... Yeah, can. I'm pretty sure that they're fine. I, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, head over to our Facebook page. Let us know what you're working on for Adepticon. Um, if you're in the friendly, what, what's the what's your army, and, and how are you sticking to the theme? What's let your us... call sign? <laughs> let us know mm. what if you're playing boarding actions and... and if you've been enjoying it or not, I'm very interested to see how this plays out for people across the Warhammer community. Otherwise, we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.